Hey, this is Amy. And this is Lindsay. And this is Girl Talk Live. We are so pumped that you're here with us as we unpack how being a girl and being a mom is the best when you're walking and talking with Jesus every day and seeking first his kingdom and his righteousness. So grab your Bible and let's get started. Welcome to Girl Talk. Welcome to Girl Talk. Um, it's week two of our prayer, and I'm are just really excited because what? Are you re- are you praying? Getting ready to pray? Yeah, I okay. keep my hands like this okay. so that I don't move them around. Mm. But we're really excited because this week we get to talk about what is prayer. What is prayer? Yeah, and if mm-hmm. you really think about it, like, have you ever been asked like, what is prayer? I asked Maddie the other day. Yeah. And she was like, I don't know. Yeah. That's why I was thinking, like, if you think about it, if someone were to ask you, well, what is prayer? Because we grow up, like, most of us have grown up, you know, God is great, God is good. And, like, we grow up knowing, like, what prayer is. But if you really, like, think about the actual, like, I don't know, not even the definition of it, but just, like, what it is, like, because of who we get to be, because of who Jesus is, and because of what Jesus did. Like, prayer is so much more than really whatever a definition could say. Right. Yeah, so... She's right. It's really cool. We've broken it down a few into a few things that we've kind of talked about and realized, like, yeah, like, that's what makes up prayer. And it's really cool just to see... Just like I just said, like what we get to have in last week, we kind of introed into prayer and it was really humbling just to think about the way that we get to talk to God who so many people before us felt like they had to like do so much to be able to even get to someone else that could talk to him or like go behind something and just not be able to ever enter into the presence. But like we get so much of that because of Holy Spirit. And so, really, just to think about prayer and what it is. Yeah, because they used to have to tie a belt around somebody before, like, the high priest. He had Mm -hmm. to do tons. I had to wash his hands, like, 20 times and do all these cleansing rituals to go into the holiest of holies. Right. And then, even after he did all those things, they had to tie a rope around his waist. So, in case he wasn't clean enough... And he died on the spot mm-hmm. because he was in the presence of God. They could pull him out because you didn't want to go in after him because yeah. <laughs> you didn't do all the stuff that he had done. So they did. I mean, it's a big deal. Yeah, it's a. I mean, it, it's still a big deal. Right. That we take for granted. For sure. That's why we we're like we're talking about it. Yeah. Because <laughs> we literally get to wake up and enter into the presence of God like right there. Mm-hmm. We get to do that. Do we always know? Like, mm-hmm. we don't ever do what we really... Mm-hmm. Not even... It's not even the should we do it. It's like the thing that we get to do. Like, we, we don't... Get to do it. We don't mm-hmm. wake up and do what we get to do because of who we are in Christ. And it's something that we kind of get to break down a little bit in prayer. And really what we did through worship, too, is because, like, we get that opportunity, too, because of whose we are. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's a lot of... Um, what we are breaking down for what prayer is so mm-hmm. um so we made kind of a list yeah you yeah. can say something well i was saying so we we're ready to get going so hopefully you have your bible in your 
your paper yeah. and your pen because you're going to want to write down these verses and yes, everything. Yes, we have lots of verses because mm-hmm. really nothing talks better than the words. Right. So we definitely we go through the Bible. If you haven't studied with us, that's really just all we do. We just open the Bible and read through all the verses. So <laughs> there it is. <laughs> it works out well. But something uh-huh. that um, I just was thinking about this morning was like it's really easy to talk about all the things. We have um, a friend who posted this morning a quote that says, um, like, our children need us to be prayer lawyers before they need us to be problem solvers. And really, like, if you're a, if you're a girl, you're like, well, I'm not a parent. Not a, I don't have kids. But, like, that really is in real life. Like, we need to be prayer warriors before we try and be problem solvers because if you're like me, I'm a two-wing one, which is the worst ever because... You're a helper and a perfectionist, so it's just basically always, you want to help everyone, and you want to do it right, so it's just always the, you want to go fix everything so everyone can be okay and be happy and have everything that they want, and you want it to be done right and done correctly and done the right way every single time, and so it's really easy for me to just try really, really hard to make sure everything is good when really, like, he tells us so many times, like, there's the that God tells us to come to Him, be still, and know that He is God. And then Jesus says, like, come to me all who are weary and brokenhearted. And then He says, like, "Um, I will give you rest. My yoke is easy. Like, He tells us all that. But then, because we go to Him in that relationship with Him, like, He unleashes this power that, like, we cannot get anywhere else. And literally, like, any other thing that we're trying to do without that is just putting a Band-Aid on something. Mm -hmm. And... I'm literally the worst at putting a Band-Aid on something and not letting it heal properly because I just think it's going to heal, and then it just doesn't. <laughs> so but I'm she's really so, bad at that. <laughs> but, but what she said about being prayer warriors before we're problem solvers is so true, um, whether you're a girl or a mom, because as a mom now, you know, first of all, I think about how every day that I'm not praying for my kids is a day that they aren't represented in battle because the the enemy's always at work. And so it is my responsibility to show up for them every day. Um, and, and I believe that makes a big difference. Um, but at the same time where I, I have that, that responsibility and I get that privilege, I think of what you said about um, another mom friend of mine years ago who kind of mentored me. She was um, just talking, we were all talking about something at Bible study one day, (laughs) and she said that when she was a middle school teenager, like she didn't think having a quiet time was a big deal. Um, She's one of the most godly women I know, amazing wife and mother. But when she said that when she was a teenager, she just kind of had this attitude like, "Eh, yeah, my mom's praying for me. You know, it's fine. I'm okay. Which can be understood. Mm -hmm. But we want to kind of dispel that myth now because um, we just want you to know that every day of your life matters for so many different reasons. Um, it says something about in Proverbs, we heard an amazing message about um, our eternal um, treasures in heaven this past weekend. You know, all, uh, there are so many reasons, but the point is, don't put off today. 
till tomorrow. Don't put off till tomorrow what you can be doing today. Like what you do today matters. Mm -hmm. So that's why we're talking about this. And yes, being a prayer warrior is um, not just a warrior, but just prayer. Mm -hmm. Because what is prayer? This is what we're about to get into. And, yeah. and so it really... Hey, it happened. <laughs> yes. But that's what we talk about. What is prayer? Yeah. And um, I think Hebrews 4.16 is kind of a verse that enters that and enters us into that because it talks about, like, really, like, he, all of you, oh, the whole Bible is just so great. <laughs> Hebrews 4 is so great. But Hebrews 4.16 says us, like, let us approach the um, throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in the time of need. And so really like prayer is the difference between like you you can talk about it, you can post about it, you can Google it, you can like go like get all your information and all of your fixings for everything possible. Like our world, like you are equipped with so much in the world, but the enemy wants you to forget. Like he wants to distract us with all of that stuff to make us forget how much power we have in actually just approaching the throne of grace. And that's what prayer is. Like, it's going, and we were talking about it earlier. Like, it's so easy to think, like, it's prayers going and just asking for what we need and what we want. And, like, maybe throwing in some prayers for some other people just so that we don't seem as selfish. But, like, you know, well, so-and-so needs this. So if you'll give her this, then maybe you can give me this. And But, like, prayer is so much more than that. And it, it really is. Like, it's not asking God to come and work in our lives, but it's asking God like to let us be a part of like what he's already doing. Mm -hmm. And that that we have a list of like what we've kind of broken that down into and like our it goes from relationship and conversations and then from that like you get the power of like the rest of it. But she kind of skimmed over that really quickly. <laughs> no, I was breaking it. No, down. no, no, no. I'm no, I'm saying that the sentence that you said was prayer puts us in a position where we get to be a part of what God is doing. Mm -hmm. Okay, this is this is a big deal um, because when in like prayer is not just a one time a day going to the Lord and just bringing all your requests. Yes, we do that, and that's a good thing, but it's not just that. Prayer is the relationship mm -hmm. and so you know if you're taking notes your number one is what is prayer it's a relationship and it's a relationship with the God of the universe who has a plan and and he loves you so much you're his and he wants to use you to to um, accomplish his purposes and so prayer is where we get to be a part of all the great things that God is doing. So that's, I just didn't want y'all to miss that because she does, she has so much information in her brain and she just, it, it all comes out so fast. So I just wanted to stop to make sure that everybody really heard that because that is the biggest thing about prayer is that we get to partner with God because he tells us in his word that we, he made us just a little lower than the angels. Like he loves us. He loves us the most. And so, um, that's it. <laughs> um, yeah, going into that, it's just like going from the confidence. Like we have, we get to have the confidence approaching the throne of grace because of like whose we are, like what you just said, and like and because of who He is. Which 
as in Romans, Romans 5, just, I mean, <laughs> Romans 8 is like, it just, it tells us that we're, we're sons and daughters and we're not mm-hmm. slaves. And so I was thinking about that because your conversation, which prayer is relationship and it's conversation and your conversations are going to change when your relationship is like, depending on your relationship, mm-hmm. like a slave is going to talk differently and probably isn't going to talk a lot at all. And they're not going to feel like they can say what they want. They can, like, be who they are. Like, there's so much, so much limitations to a slave in what they can say and what they can feel mm-hmm. and how they express themselves. But when you're, when you fully, which is, a, which is why we started in identity and started in worship, like we talked about last week, because when we see who we are as daughters of the King, like, there's nothing else to do besides go, like, go and talk to your dad and, like, how you like you know as you were a little like you ran up to your dad with like no hesitation and like jumped mm-hmm. into his arms and um and so that's how like we get to do that and we get to be be that because we have the identity of of heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ and everything that Romans 8 tells us that we get to like call him Abba Father and we get to cry out to him in prayer and um, Jeremiah 33 3 mm-hmm. tells us that like we can call to him and he's going to tell us great and unsearchable things which is like that we don't know yeah we that's don't know. the best part <laughs> sorry <laughs> I mean that yeah because that's that's why another reason why prayer is so important Jeremiah 33 3 has been one of my favorites because he's just like hey call to me and I will I will show you yeah. I will show you great and unsearchable things that you don't know and so it's like he you know when we want all these answers we always google something now mm-hmm. but God's like no yeah <laughs> like I made it you know and then he says in James he says if any of you lacks wisdom then he should ask me because I give wisdom freely to mm-hmm. everyone without finding fault so that's another great thing about prayer is he says ask me I'll give it to you because I love you because I made it all you're mine and I want you to have it all that's what we forget like we picture God as like some great president that's far off great president that's far off that we can't talk to Mm -hmm. but it's not true at all I mean he is he is right here every day you know in him we live and move and have our being yeah, and Jeremiah twenty nine twelve thirteen we talked about last week, but it says the same thing. Like he just promises us that, like when we come to him and we choose him, like he's already chosen us. Like he's already there waiting for us to choose mm-hmm. him. And that's the reverse that we see. Like when we see prayer as coming to God because He wants us there and not asking Him to come to us. Like God's already there. We're not asking Him to come into our lives. Like He made us. Like. You know, like, mm-hmm. that's like asking your mom to be your mom. Like, right. you know, it's just, and so it's when you flip that and you realize, like, wait, hold on. Like, I get to talk to my dad because he's my dad and, like, he wants to talk to me. Then it's completely different. And it doesn't seem as, like, I was going to say taxing. Like, it doesn't seem as, like, hard to sit down. And because I know, like, I've heard all of you say, like, I just don't know what to say. I don't know how to pray. Like, I don't know how to pray out loud. Like, all the things that we, we all deal with. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not, like, recently. Like, days. Like, there are days where I sit down and I'm like, 
I don't have anything to say. Like, I literally just sit there. And, like, we were talking, like, that's prayer, too. Like, when you are in the position and you're humbling yourself to come to him and say, okay, I don't have the words. But there's also, like, there's verses that talk about how, like, when we don't have the words, like, Holy Spirit intercedes for us. And, like, Jesus, like, it's he's there. Like, he already knows, like we talked about last week, like, he knows everything we're going to say. It's just the fact of humbling ourselves and coming to him. And not not even like maybe sometimes not even having the words, but yeah, just there were, acknowledging him. <laughs> there were so many mornings um, when my children were really young, and I was still waking up throughout the, throughout the night. But I, I had a certain time every morning I would wake up and I'd get my Bible out and my books, and and I would wake up and I couldn't think straight, and I would just literally sit there and say, "Okay, Lord, I'm here." I'm here. I love you. Okay, help me today. I mean, literally. Like, just knowing, like, I just wanted to go be with him because I could. And I knew that he loved me. And, and, and you know, half the time, that's, that's what he wants in the first place. He's not coming because, or he doesn't want you to come because he thinks you have all these great things to say. I mean, it's not a test. Mm-hmm. I mean, the only, I mean, we kind of are, te- we're test, we're tempted every day, tested every day. We are tested every day just because the enemy's tempting us all the time. But that, prayer is not a test. It's not where you have to say the right thing. It's really just your heart attitude and saying, okay, Lord, I know you're there. Um, I'm here and I'm available. So just let me know what you want me to know. <laughs> so yeah, it's really just it. And if you do just put yourself out there he's gonna be like yay you're here i love you (laughs) and and then someday you can start flipping your bible i mean so many times i would just play bible roulette Mm -hmm. be like what does this say i love just to like (laughs) holy spirit just show me something and Uh i just flip and i start reading and then it's like exactly what i need and then Mm -hmm. you pray through that and Mm -hmm. it's really cool definitely that like he leads you when you're willing but plans are good also so we're not saying that you should never have a plan it's just that you know we're all different yeah so whatever however where are wherever you are in your spiritual growth is fine so definitely yes yeah so we'd start with the the conversation the relationship and like he brings us in he tells us to come to him but then like it's not just there like you don't just go to him be still, know that He is God, and then, like, just sit there. Like, He gives us so much power through prayer, which is a huge thing that we're going to talk about really all semester. But we see prayer as a tool, a weapon, and my personal favorite, the trophy stand. (laughs) Not favorite over the other ones, but I just personally love this one because I love to be trophy stand. It's so fun. What do you mean so. by that? I guess what we have to go back to the first one. Yeah. So if you're taking notes, the first one is prayer is a relationship, prayer is a conversation, and then the third one we're on is prayer is a tool. Yes. You can read James five fifteen if you would like to. You can read it because I'm finding something else that I'm supposed to find right. already. Okay, so James five fifteen and 16 really all of James 5 because the whole Bible is great but um James 5 15 is prayer and healing which is um why I was going to tell you to read it but it's going to I'll read it and then you can just talk about it because that's the way we like to do things around here so um James 5 13 says 
Is anyone among you suffering? He should pray. If anyone is cheerful, he should sing praises. Which, by the way, we were talking about this earlier. If you just look up prayer in the Bible, like you're just going to get verses on like praying for specific things. Um, really, that's kind of it. But prayer is so much more than just like prayer. Asking. It's, it's praises. It's worship. It's thanksgiving, which is what we'll get into more like on the how to, to pray. But there's so many more things that you can look up if you're using the back of your Bible, which we, you know, we we encourage you to do because it's there for a reason. Right. Um, so but that, and it, that ties into the relationship because prayer is not just asking for things. Right. It's praising Him for things. Yes. It's thanking Him for things. It's yeah. all the stuff. Right. So we'll get into that a little bit more. But um, so just um, James 5 just kind of goes through this list of like, what you should do when they're suffering and sickness, and um, James five fifteen says the prayer of faithful will sit. The prayer of faith will save the sick person, and the Lord will raise him up. If he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another, so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is very powerful in its effect. And then it talks about Elijah and how, like he prayed for rain. He earnestly prayed that it would not rain for three years and six months. It did not rain on the land. Then he prayed again, and the sky gave rain, and the land produced fruit. So that's just one of our favorite examples of, like, how powerful, like, it is our prayer, but has nothing, it's like, because we position ourselves, and we have that relationship, and we have that consistent conversation like Elijah did, like, because of that, like, it's all the, you have that, and then you get to see the power of prayer come to life. And that's the thing that we were talking about. Like, the enemy wants us to forget. The enemy, like, he's fine with being still unknown that God's God because he does that. Like, he knows that God's God. So he works overtime because he knows everything that God is. And so he wants us to forget the power that God gives us because he's already been defeated. And he knows the power is greater than him because he's, that's the reason he's flat on his face. Mm -hmm. And so he just works overtime in making us forget that. And that's where we have to push through and go from that relationship and that conversation and that sweet little, like, God is great, God is good, because the devil, the devil knows that too. Mm -hmm. But we have to push through that and realize that, like, our prayers can literally, like, stop the rain and flood the earth. And that's, those, they used two different words right there. They used, um... It says, is anyone among you sick? He should call for the elders of the church, and they are to pray for him. It says, the prayer of faith will save the sick person. Oh, wait, where'd it go? Okay, the, down to verse 16b, like the last sentence. It says, the prayer of a righteous person is very powerful in effect, in its effect. I don't know, there's, it's, the the verse I'm thinking of, maybe this, it's a different one. It says, the fervent prayer of the righteous man mm -hmm. availeth much. Y'all, fervent and earnestly, because it says Elijah prayed earnestly. Mm -hmm. So fervent means energetic. So we really want y'all to understand that, yes, we understand that everybody starts somewhere and that it might be your personality to be a little bit more soft-spoken. But y'all, God is calling us to powerful prayers. He is calling us to energetic, fervent prayers because of who we are. I mean, y'all, and that's the thing that's being lost today that I get really, 
And, and honestly, I mean, I forget too. I'm so normal. I get, I, I have junk all day long that I have to try to fight. And, and sometimes I forget who I am and, and how I should be praying. But, but when you pray, know that it is making a difference. You know, God hears you and he says in Luke 10, 19, that he's given us all power. In, in Jesus' name, all power over the enemy. He's given us dominion over the, the earth. And so knowing that, we want y'all to know that because your words have power. And so we're saying that prayer is a tool because of that, because Elijah showed everybody around him who God was because of how he prayed. And so the verse that I was looking up, is Joel chapter 3, verse 10. Actually, it starts in verse 9. It says, Proclaim this among the nations. Prepare for war. Rouse the warriors. Let all the fighting men draw near and attack. Beat your plowshares into swords and your pruning hooks into spears. Let the weakling say, I am strong. So basically, what that's saying in, in the, um, the picture words is just basically, it's taking the agricultural um, picture that they, that they always spoke with, the analogy, because people used to work the land with plowshares, and they would till up the soil and prepare the soil for growth. So, so the prophet is telling the people of God, take that plowshare and turn it into your sword. And so God has given us a sword, which is his word. And, um, and, and so it all ties together. There's a, lot of, there's a lot more history behind this that we can't get into right now. But it's basically saying, you know, Take what you have, which is God's word, and use that as your sword. So, it's mm -hmm. the tool. Yes. It's the tool. It's definitely the tool. And it's a weapon, mm -hmm. which goes into, like, a tool is something that you use mm -hmm. to um, get something done. And to, yeah, to create change. Yeah. Because, you know, that's what they would do. Their, their plow short, their plowshares were tools for cultivating the land to mm -hmm. grow their food um, but it's also a way to get something done like yeah. you said yeah so um, so to create change mm -hmm. but the sword yeah is our offense and defense yeah so in Matthew 18 it says um, if two of you on earth agree about any matter then you pray for it and it will be done for you by my father in heaven for where two or more are gathered two or three are gathered together in my name I'm there among them and so I was thinking about that just like there's a tool there's also a weapon and prayer is both and it's stronger when we're together um, and then our weapon weapons are used for fighting battle mm -hmm. protection mm -hmm. you don't really like go out with a weapon on your friends like you don't just pull your weapons out when mm -hmm. your friend comes over like mm -hmm. that's weird <laughs> um so it's really for battle and for the enemy and you know and that's where we we turn prayer from we use prayer to get things done in the kingdom for the kingdom for his glory 
And then we also use prayer as protection, which is, you know, going into your closet and just playing Jesus Kung Fu. That's what I like to call it. Because, you know, and literally, like, there have been times where <laughs> both of us, like, we've, we, like, I literally kick in the air. Like, I'm just mm-hmm. punching and throwing and, you know, just got to get it all out. Because somebody's got to lose and it's not going to be us. <laughs> right. So, that's And we just, haven't lost. But yeah. But God also tells us that we have to do our part, and right. that's the privilege that we have. Yeah, and I love that. I can't remember who. Oh, yeah, um, just how we've been talking about um, the armor, and, like, we we don't take the armor off. Right, which, you know, I heard that one time because I've always heard, you know, make sure you put on your full armor every day. But if you think about it, even, I mean, the Bible says that God never slumbers nor sleeps. And, of course, we do. But does the Bible ever say anything about ever taking the armor off? So, no. You go to bed with your armor on just like, you. you it's more of that just knowing that it's on there all the time. Yeah. And because um, that's just how we have to operate. We are called to battle every day as children of God and warriors in the kingdom and we have to stay suited up every day Mm -hmm. so I've kind of turned my prayers from Lord please um, clothe us with the full armor and then I would name all the pieces and I go to thanking him for the full armor Mm -hmm. and then I name the pieces and so it's not so it's kind of like shifting our perspective again from a slave to a son yeah. And so we're not just praying, we're thanking Him for these things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you think about it, like in Ephesians 6, where the armor of God is, it doesn't say anything about, like, putting it on every day. It mm-hmm. just, it says put it on. Mm-hmm. And then it says, so that you may resist in the evil day, having prepared everything to take your stand. Like, everything, like, not just in the day when you have it on and then you take it off. Like, it's for everything. And then it says, um... In verse 16, in every situation, take up your shield. So, again, like, it's every every situation. Like, it's not just, like, put it on here and take it off there. Like, it's it's everything. And then it says in verse 18, pray at all times in the Spirit for every prayer and request and stay alert with all perseverance and intercession for all the saints. So, it's it's all there with it, all of it. Like, it's not, it's not selective. It's not... Like, mm-hmm. do it now and don't do it then. And you won't have to have it all the time, but maybe just some of the time. Like, it literally just says all the time. Like, mm-hmm. everything in every situation, like, this is what you need. And he gives it to us. Like, it's, we're not, like you always say, like, we're not beggars. Like, we have everything that we need. And that's what God does for us in the power of prayer. Like, he, he has given us absolutely everything we need to defeat the enemy and to, to fight the battles that we have. And so it's really, prayer isn't going in and just being like, well, well if you would please just mm-hmm. let this happen and like, please We have just... to change our mindset, y'all. I mean, yeah. you cannot live with that kind of mindset because God has already given us all his promises in Christ. And so we have to shift our mindset from one of please, please, please to, oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. And, and yes, we are going to have challenges. I'm not saying that it's not going to happen. Like being a, a disciple of Jesus is not easy because the enemy's always coming after us. I mean, if you're, what if, if you're not in the fire, then what is it's it you coming. say? Then 
then are you really in the war? Uh, of, yeah. You know, if, if, if something's not being thrown at you, mm-hmm. are you really in the war? Yeah. So, but... Yeah, someone told me today, or I got, like, a text, you know, like an automated text, but it said, like, does the enemy know your name? Because he should. With a fire thing. <laughs> and I was like, oh. But, like, he should. <laughs> he should not, like, he should be after you, not because, like, we want you to be attacked, but like he should be after you because you're not where he wants you to be. Right. And if he's not, if he's, because he's not happy you. with you, he's going to be running after you. Mm-hmm. And so knowing that we also have to know God's word and we're going to get into all these things, but just reminding y'all that, um, all of his promises are yes and amen. Mm-hmm. Amy remembers the address for that one. It's one twenty. It is mm-hmm. Colossians. It's um, First Corinthians. Second Corinthians. Second Corinthians. One twenty. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Don't take my ten days away from me. Okay. <laughs> one twenty. Um, and so also the other thing about walking around knowing that we're not beggars, we're sons. We're the firstborn son because that's who we are in Christ. Christ is the firstborn son, and that's a big deal for other reasons. But um, like Psalm 91, we all know that song. We've all been praying that song, just praying that we don't get whatever and nothing, you know, just praying we're protected. But you don't just walk around just praying for protection. Walk around thanking God for his protection because it says, He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. Okay? It says we will rest. in chapter... Uh, Verse 14 says, because he loves me, I will rescue him. So there's that confidence that circles back to being able to approach the throne of grace with what? Confidence. Confidence. Yes. Boldness. Boldness. Mm -hmm. Yes, because we have all these things. And and it's exciting to see what all his promises are. Mm -hmm. So... It's just, so that's, that's our weapon. Our weapon is our confidence in knowing whose we are and the power that he's given us. So yes, I'm not saying I want everybody to go out and start yelling at everybody. Yeah, don't yell at people. That's kind of weird. (laughs) Like it's so good to be a girl. It's so fun to roll the window down and just start yelling your purse. It's so fun. (laughs) So, I mean, we all have different personalities And we all have, you know, maybe a stronger personality that's, you know, you've got that big cheerleader voice or maybe you're, you're the the smaller, no, I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) You've got that, that quiet, gentle spirit and they're all great because God's made us all in so many different ways. But where's your mindset? Like, what is your mindset of where your power is and how powerful you are in Christ and, and why? And, and that's what that's what we want to that's what we want y'all to understand is um, that's the relationship we have because John 15 is where Jesus says apart from me you can do nothing and that's what we talked about in, with identity and worship you know we are in Christ so we daily walk in worship and daily it's that worship prayer circle mm-hmm. so you can't have one thing without the other, just like you can't pick a one verse out of the Bible and live your whole life on that verse that is, I don't know, some Debbie Downer verse or something that Ooh, some people say. Yeah. 
You don't take that verse. You mm-hmm. take scripture as a whole and say it's all there. And and so that's what prayer is, is that constant relationship of worship and praise and understanding who you are and prayer all together. Yes. <laughs> Abiding in Jesus and knowing that if you abide in him, he will abide in you. And, and that's where our, obedient, our obedience lies, and that's where the power lies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when we have that power, we have the relationship, we have the power, and then we're called as Christians, as Christ followers, there's the, like, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And so we have that call on our lives to always... There's the inward and the outward to everything. And so we have prayer as a weapon, as a tool for ourselves, for our battles, for the kingdom, not just selfishly, but there is that, you know, the, the request that we need for ourselves to be able to live, you know, everything we just said. Yeah. But also we have this awesome opportunity to pray for others. And that looks different in everyone's lives because there are so many gifts that we all have, like, being able to walk up to strangers and pray for them and then some people have the gift of just praying awesomely for the people that they know and there's just so many different ways to pray for others in the ways that we're gifted but um I was thinking about like the confidence thing like so like you have to be you have to have confidence in Christ we also have to have confidence in who we are in Christ to be able to give confidence to others who who need to know Christ and who need to know who they are in Christ. And I was thinking about like cake, you know, like if you had a really bad piece of cake, you wouldn't like confidently go and like give it to someone else and be like, this is the best cake I've ever had in my life. Like you should try it. Or if you like made it and it was really bad, but like, you know, that was earthly terminology for like, because we have the confidence of Christ and being able to approach him boldly. Like we take that and we we can give that to others, which is the whole turkey stand thing that I like to say because it's just a silly thing. Of that's, like, that's number five. You have, yeah, number prayer, five. Prayer is the trophy stand. Because we, we see, like, if we see others the way that Christ sees others, like, they're the trophy. Jesus is the trophy. But, like, he makes us, he makes us so much more than we actually are on our own. And so he loves us so much that he died for us. So obviously, like, we... We are of worth to him because of who he is in us. And so when we see other people as trophies, then like trophies have to have a stand because then they can't stand up. They don't have anything to stand on. You know, they just have a, they're just a trophy and you need to stand. Mm-hmm. And so um, it's really cool how like our prayers and like however you're gifted, like that can be the trophy stand to help others like be confident in who they are in Christ and be confidently being able to like live out their their calling and their plan for what God has for their lives. And so it's Jude 120, but my, this version is not the same. Can you look up Jude 120? Mm-hmm. It's in the back of the Bible. Um, <laughs> it's, I love hey, this Jude, chapter because hey, it's, it's, um, right in it's one mm-hmm. chapter. It's so cool. But 120 mm-hmm. is my, um, or my numbers. And so I love that it's 120, but it says, but you, dear friends, build yourselves up in your most holy faith and pray in the Holy Spirit. Yeah, keep yourselves in God's love as you wait for the mercy of our Lord Jesus to bring you to eternal life. Be merciful to those who doubt. 
doubt. Snatch others from the fire and save them. To others show mercy mixed with fear, hating even the clothing stained by corrupted flesh. And I don't know, it's really weird verses, but like I just love those because they just give us that call of like we really are here to like build others up. And Ephesians four twenty nine like says the same thing, like let none no unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only that what is building up for others so that they can see like who they are in Christ and like live in that because the biggest thing like we have words. Like we don't have many things that like are our own, but like we have our words. And no one else can choose what we say besides ourselves. Oh, that's good. And so we have our words, and <laughs> we are fully responsible for our words. And um, I read that this morning. A righteous man weighs his answer, but a wicked man gushes evil. Yeah. That's and so we can use our words mm-hmm. to either... We, we literally... There's only two things. You're either like... Pointing to people to Christ, you're either taking people closer to Christ or you're taking them further away. You're either giving them confidence or you're breaking them down. Like, there isn't any other, there is no gray. Like, I'm a black and white, like, that's it. Like, but this really is. Like, there, there isn't another thing. And we're not saying that everything that comes out of your mouth has to be Bible first, but no, your but attitude with what you say about yeah. certain things. It goes back to, we did a really, like, one of my favorite podcast series that we did was on decisions. We have a part three series on our podcast on decisions, and it's literally like breaking it down. Like our decisions, you're either honoring God and yourself and others, or you're not. Like it's just you don't have another choice, and that's really with our words. Like you don't have another choice. You're either honoring others and honoring God and honoring yourself, or you're not. And so that's and really we're gonna we're gonna give an account for it also. Yeah, and mm-hmm. that's a lot of prayer. Like you got to take a lot of prayer in to be mm-hmm. able to control your tongue. Like it's the hard. Like it's literally all in James. Like you, mm-hmm. the tongue is like a rudder on the boat. The tongue is like a bit in a in a horse's mouth. Like it literally, it's like a little bitty flame, that that starts a forest fire. Like it's mm-hmm. so it's so heavy. And like if you can control your tongue, like everything else will fall in place. And that's where prayer, like, that's why your quiet time and prayer time, like, that's why it's so important to be with Jesus every single day and to start your day in prayer and literally never stop praying. Because if you let, if you let one thing down, if you let one guard down, like, you're, the enemy's coming. So that's, that's why prayer, that's why prayer is so like, it's so much and it's so good. And it's like, it's our lifeline. Like that's, that's the ending. Like this is our direct lifeline to the God of the universe and the infallible savior of the world and our best friend in Holy Spirit. Like this is our lifeline. And like, that's why we're taking a whole semester because you could probably be like, really like prayer. We're going to talk about that for like 12 whole weeks. And it's so much because it's so important. And so we don't want you to miss miss any of it because, you know, but, we're still learning it too. But at the same time when she says it's so important to pray all day, that can sound really overwhelming. Because, I mean, who thinks about one thing all day? Mm-hmm. You know, because we all have a million things going on in our mind all day long. And so it's not meant to be a burden. It's meant to be your life source yeah and the biggest blessing you have yeah and so even the honesty of saying i don't even know i'm supposed to be praying 
I don't even know. Or, or the honesty in which we talked about in worship mm-hmm. last semester of, of just being honest about your emotions and taking it to the Lord instead of your friend or social media or whoever. Yeah. Just taking the real you to prayer, to the Lord yeah. in, a, in a moment. Like the first time, the first, it, you know, when I see myself getting edgy or, or impatient or whatever, I have finally learned to just go to my quiet place and if I can't go to my quiet place, it is just in my head and I'm usually not okay until I get it out. I've, I've got to get it out in whatever way through a trusted friend or in prayer, whatever it is, but I've learned not to take out my emotions on somebody that cannot help it. It is. It does no good to take out your emotions about a situation to someone that can't do anything about it. Sometimes, so don't, that, that sounds kind of weird, but um, I forgot to turn my phone off today. Um, that sounds hard, harsh, but again, you can talk to a trusted person, a trusted friend, your mom or somebody, and you can talk to the Lord. But don't take it to someone else who can't actually help the situation. Mm -hmm. So, again, that's why prayer is so freeing because we can take all of our junk to to Holy Spirit, to Jesus, to our Father. Yeah, but also, (laughs) I'm not going to let you all out on this because I see y'all's phones and I see your social media accounts. And I know that your Snapchat blows up all day. And so to say that you can't talk to someone all day long is a lie. And it's from the enemy. And I know Snapchats are just pictures and you're not actually talking. But, like, y'all are literally talking to people or doing something on your phone constantly all day long. You're either looking at it or you're thinking about it. And so if we take that energy and we turn it to just, like, instead of going straight to your phone, like, just say that one sentence, like, just say it to God, like, say, and it's not, like, we're not talking about sitting down and praying in your closet all day long, every day, like, you, like, that's not possible, and he knew that, he, there's not one Bible verse that says that you have to go to your closet, your quiet place, and sit there all day long, and, like, we didn't say that, like, that's not what we're saying, but, like, I also, like, we know that, like, we, we were made for, we were made for this. That was our whole, like, worship. Like, mm-hmm. we were made to worship. Mm-hmm. Like, we were made for prayer. We were made for communion with our Heavenly Father and with Jesus and with the Holy Spirit. Like, we were mm-hmm. made for this communion. And so, like, don't let the enemy sell yourself short on the fact that, like, you're completely capable of this. And it's just getting our minds off the distractions that the enemy has given us and making it, like, productive in who he is. And that's, if that's taking off social media from your phone, if it's moving, I used to move my apps all the time. Like I would just reset my home screen so that because it, you know, like you know exactly where Instagram is. You open your phone, you hit Snapchat. Like mm-hmm. it's so easy. So move stuff around. Put the Bible app like where where Snapchat used to be, or like move the Pray First app like where you can click on that and just say a prayer, or just until it's like part of the way you think. Like we have to overcome what we're so used to doing instead of just using that as an excuse. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> lots more on prayer this month, this semester, and mm-hmm. we can't wait to keep going with y'all. Um, all of our 
we will write more and all of that will be on the app and everything will be available there. So if you're listening or watching, you can get all of that at the link below. And yeah, do you have anything else to say? Um, oh, there was something I was about to say. Oh, self-control, discipline, mm-hmm. moving apps, all that kind of stuff. Don't say you can't because God said that he hasn't given you a spirit of fear but of power and love and self-control. Yes. That's the thing that we always say, well, I can't. Well, yeah. okay, that's a cop-out, yeah. right? So You have the mind of Christ. You can yeah. if you choose to, right. and it's all a choice. Right. So, again, we we all want, this was an illustration that I used like last year, we all want to go to Disney World. Like God wants to take us to Disney World, and that's his plan for your life. But there's also a... A short way and a long way and if you keep saying I can't or uh, or if you just keep making excuses about whatever reason you can't follow his word um, it's gonna take you a lot longer to go to Disney World and you're gonna have to be cleaning all the toilets mm-hmm. until you get there <laughs> so yeah. I don't know if, I don't know if we ever talked about that but it was just really you know how fast do you want to get there? Mm-hmm. Definitely. So, all right. Thanks, y'all. Thanks for joining us. And click for click online for all the things. Yes. Okay. Bye. Bye.